Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is the Rich Eisen Show. Who is the number one guy? Rich Eisen. Really? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How have you been able to uh, adjust where you're definitely more famous every passing day than the, the day before, Brock? I don't try to think that I'm somebody else or something bigger. Today's guests, actor and toast, Jerry O'Connell, Vikings head coach, Kevin O'Connell, NFL Network insider, Tom Pelissero. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Get him while the getting's good. That's how I'm starting this program here on the Roku channel. This terrestrial radio affiliate, smart enough to have a Sirius XM Odyssey and more. We say hello to our podcast listeners. You get to listen to us whenever you're darn well please here on this program. Uh, good to see you over there. Christopher Brockman, hey, how are you? Good, man. What's happening? Jay Felly, good to see you, Jason hey, Feller. How are you? Up? DJ Hello. Mikey D is, uh, <laughs> D's nuts is not here. Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. Good to see what's you, sir. Up, Rich? What's cracking? Uh, let's tell you what's cracking. We got, uh, we got uh, three guests um, coming up uh, from hour two to hour three. Um, and basically in hour two, if your name's not O'Connell, you're not welcome. <laughs> and, you know, anyway. that's it. We've got uh, Jerry O'Connell, the uh, host of Pictionary, uh, weekdays on Fox-owned stations across the country. He's joining us top of hour number two. He's a diehard fantasy football player. I think the last time he was on, he said he was in something like six leagues or yes, something out, insane like outrageous, that. Outrageous. Um, so he's joining us on this program. And then Kevin O'Connell, later on in hour number two of the Minnesota Vikings. We're fair and balanced. We had Brock Purdy, the 49ers. Yesterday, today it's uh, Kevin O'Connell because it's the Niners at the Minnesota Vikings. I have my top five list Ooh. of most intriguing games going on in the National Football League in week number seven. Tom Pelissero um, will be joining us in his usual Friday spot to tell us what's going on uh, in the National Football League uh, here on the show. And uh, there's uh, lots going on. And I start this show in a way that I very rarely started with trivia. Gentlemen, gentlemen. What do we got? Gentlemen. I would like to know. It's a very uh, specific fact, but I'll give it to you anyway. Since, oh, you put your Temujin uh, prices right? Um, Sticker on? Okay, very good. Do this. All right. All right, here we go. Okay. Since week 12 of last season, only three National Football League teams have won 11 or more games. Since since week week 12 12 of last season. Of last season. Only three teams have won 11 plus football games. Chris Brockman. I feel like I know this. Chris Brockman. 
Just want one? Uh, just name, name team? I, there's three oh, of them. The Patriots. Three teams. Oh. Uh, the Lions. And? The 49ers. And? The Chiefs. Thank you. TJ Jefferson. Those would have been my picks. Those three. The Lions. You got two of them right. Oh. Yes, the San Francisco 49ers have won 12 games since week yeah. 12 of last season. They're a good team. Today, by the way, the one-year anniversary, you may you may uh, take down. All these right. Um, <laughs> because they got some nice parting gifts for them. They didn't get it right completely. Ah. They have won 12 games. By the way, today's the one-year anniversary of Christian McCaffrey being acquired. How'd that work out for him? I think he scored a touchdown every single game. The Kansas City Chiefs have won 11 games. Mm-hmm. Lions have won 10. Ah. The Cowboys didn't, obviously. Nope. Oh. The third team. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, oh, what? The Jacksonville Jaguars are in a sentence very good <laughs> with the Chiefs and the 49ers. Wow. I don't believe you. They have won 11 National role? Football League it games. Wow. wow. Or it's an angry cat. One of those. They're for real, guys. I guess. It does appear that how they finished last year. Wasn't a joke. Well, and this is what's really impressive about them. They were one and two. They started on the road in Indianapolis. They needed a good fourth quarter to finally beat them in Indianapolis, those Colts. And, you know, week one, you can kind of say it's just week one. It's kind of preseason plus, as we say in this world. <laughs> everything's plus. Everything. <laughs> and then well, week two, you get the Kansas City Chiefs at home. And... Lo and behold, this is funny. When I spoke to Doug Peterson in he London, was, he's just like, okay, so we take on the Chiefs. You know, he felt like saying, Chris Jones, Kelsey, you want to wait one more week? <laughs> they both come back. Yeah. And then the next week, they lose to the Texans at home. And they're Ooh, one and two. Right. And that's how they boarded a plane to London. First team to ever spend more than one week in London. And they won both London games. They beat Atlanta and then stuck around and beat the Bills. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars come home. They don't take a bye. They come right back home and they go ahead and beat the Colts to sweep the season series from the Indianapolis Colts and then have a short game on the road in the Superdome where Trevor Lawrence has never won a football game, losing both games as a member of the Clemson Tigers, probably because he didn't have Ohio State's plays. So that's later on. <laughs> Put it all together. This is a tough gauntlet. You go to London for two, you say bye-bye family, you know? Well, some of them did come over, but the bottom line is you go away, you go to London, you play back-to-back -back games there, you come home, you don't take a bye, you take care of the Colts for a season sweep of one of the teams coming for your crown. And then what do you do? Short week, in New Orleans, Saints fans have all day to lubricate. And Trevor Lawrence is wearing a brace on his knee. Yeah, big and you're wondering, what's going what's this going to look like? How does a career uh, high 59 rush yards with the brace look? <laughs> yeah. what? Like what? And then, folks, we have a new dynamic running back in the National Football League. And he's another guy who I imagine is the same record in the Superdome as Trevor Lawrence since they played college football together. Travis Etienne Jr., who just surpassed our buddy Maurice Jones-Drew for this small record as well. First Jacksonville Jaguar running back ever, and MJD, pretty damn good. How does Fred Taylor try him on for size? First to ever 
have two or more rushing touchdowns in three consecutive football games. Wow. Three. Three. They're running it down your throat, including with Trevor Lawrence, which is exactly why everybody loved him from college. And the passing game. Christian Kirk, remember when he signed for all that money? Everyone's thinking the Jaguars are nuts. Uh, He ran through the Saints defense to win a game or put them up in a game that went suddenly bonkers after the Jaguars took a 15-point lead. Defensively, they have Josh Allen. And then Foya Oluokun, who uh, is a guy... Anybody who goes to the uh, uh, Ivy League, you got to mention... <laughs> where if they, they make the NFL, where they went yeah. from Yale, prerequisite. Hey, listen, if Ryan Fitzpatrick's in the building, you got to do that, right? Because I don't know if you know he went to Harvard. He did. He did? Yeah. Whoa. Look it up. Are you sure? Okay. Another thing. I this guy, know. man, tip drill, pick six. Yep. The Jaguars. Do you know? Right now, they lead the league in takeaways. Really? Seventeen. Jeez. Yeah. That's a lot. And they got a coach who knows what he's doing. Mm-mm-mm. And they're five and two. Mm-hmm. You know what we're living in right now? We are living in a world, interestingly enough, because I know in a, in a we world. started in a world where we started this segment with some trivia. You guys thought it was the Lions who had won 11 games since well, been, week 12. Yeah, they were well, they fire, have a chance right? to actually join that group if they beat the Ravens wow. this weekend. The oh. Jacksonville Jaguars so had the opportunity to play first. But asterisk. the Lions are another team that finished strong the previous year and then showed up this year and said, yeah, we're going to do it. Although they came out of the gate with a road win for the ages mm-hmm. as opposed to the road win that the Jaguars had. And then they didn't lose their next two. They only lost one and have won Four in a row since then. But we are living in a world where it is entirely possible before the rest of week seven hits the field that the uh, Lions and the Jaguars are going to play in the Super Bowl against each other. We are living in a world where this is a possibility and it's real because, you know, I know they don't have, you know, the history. And on the recent history of, say, the 49ers and the Chiefs or the Eagles, and I know they don't have the fan base, if you will, that remembers the days like the Cowboys. They were glorious. And they don't have, <laughs> you know, the Bills or the Bengals' recent history as well. They've got a history. The Jaguars have a much more successful history since coming into being in the mid-90s than the Lions have had since the mid-90s, that's for sure. I, I get it. I understand. You know? But we're li- this is real. That sounds like a fun game. And it does sound like a fun game. And I tweeted that out last night. And we put it on, uh, you know, our uh, Instagram page. That we're living in a world with Lions, Jaguars. This is a real Super Bowl matchup possibility, and it would be a real fun game. And interestingly enough, uh, I started looking at the uh, responses on the Instagram feed. Yeah. Uh, one of them was Luke Ruskert, Luke Russert, diehard Bills fan, who's like, and if it was Bills Lions, you know, there would be a meteor that would hit right before the coin toss. <laughs> but this one caught my eye um, from Marty underscore El Chico underscore Di Fuego. <laughs> Play it in London so I can get up at 9 a.m. and watch the last 15 seconds, which I thought was God, very. That is, that's a great recall from a couple of Wednesdays ago with David tremendous. Spade. That was well done. Or, or maybe Marty underscore El Chico underscore De Fuego is Spades Burner. Spades burner. 
great fantasy team name, David Spades Burner. <laughs> but we're living in that world, gents. Because the Jaguars sure look like they have this division um, again. And the only team I say, you know, with due respect would be the Texans because the Colts have already been swept by Jacksonville. Texans are really the only ones maybe with the firepower. Can the Titans pull it together? I don't know. Because the Jaguars have got playmakers on both sides of the football. Yeah, I didn't even mention Darius Williams, who I believe did not pick off a pass last night. He had three games in a row. The other Josh Allen. Right? Aluakun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Rayshon Jenkins, who, you know, I know you don't want to mention he had that pick six to wrap things up on the Cowboys last year. They got playmakers, man. Number one pick in the draft. Didn't mention Evan Ingram. Didn't mention Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm. Haven't mentioned, you know, Calvin Ridley at all yet. Well, and he's, he's disappeared. He was kind of a no-show yesterday. Well, I mean, yeah. But he had 100 yards in the game I called against the Bills. Yep. And they're 5-2. and two. So what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, man. Now here's the thing. Next up for them, this is going to be fun. It's fun. The Jaguars are fun. At the Steelers, a bye week, and then the measuring stick. Then the measuring stick at San Francisco. And I'm just sitting here wondering. Again, I don't know. Let's see here. Jacksonville, San Francisco, week 10. The current Sunday night game is Jets at Vegas. You swap that one out? Put that in the nighttime under the lights in Duval? There's no way that was protected, right? So that's not free to be flexed. I can't imagine if that's the, you know, again, the Raiders could win this week. They're four and three. And then the Jets, as you know, are the new America's team, having just had 26 million people watch. I waited till you were drinking, so you almost spit take that one out. You almost owe me (laughs) a spat take that one out. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out here because Jacksonville's good stuff. Overreaction Monday podcast season preview that you and I do. Get your podcast where you get your podcast anywhere on YouTube. One of my hot takes, Jaguars will be the AFC one seed. Mm -hmm. There's a path. Jets being America's team is a hot take. New America's team. (laughs) People are interested. There's a path to the one seed for Jacksonville. This is a path to the one seed for Jacksonville? Oh, yes, there is. They've got five wins. Let's say the Chargers knock off the Chiefs. Possible. Uh, I mean, let's, yeah. just, let's just hear me out. Rivalry, kind of. Possible. And the Eagles knock off the Dolphins. Possible. Doable. And you got Then you got three, five, and two teams. Unfortunately for the Jaguars, they're going to have to be born better than the Chiefs. Kansas City is a back pocket. Sure. Tie break to slap on the table. He's throwing that all out there, man. The Jaguars. Mm. There's a measuring stick against San Francisco in that Week 10 matchup. And then they're home for Tennessee at Houston. They better win that one, right? Then they've got a Monday nighter against Cincinnati at Cleveland, home for Baltimore at Tampa, home for Carolina at Tennessee. Oh, yeah, there is. They're that good. They're good, man. They're going to win more than not. They're for real, too. If I'm saying the Lions are for real, I got to see that. And I saw them in in person. That fellow, Josh Allen, (laughs) he is, he is, I I could not have left Kurt Warner, Jamie Erdahl, and I, and the rest of the crew could not have left that meeting room more impressed with Josh Allen. Yeah. Couldn't have been. Uh, yeah. You know, he brought to London his own hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> oh, <word>. really? <laughs> did he ask about he me said, when he was there? No, he did not. 
He did not. <laughs> he actually he said his own hyperbaric That's chamber. The other, the other Josh. And Allen. he said that his 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 um his uh um one at home he normally would sleep in um only after he 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 sleeps you know he puts his kids to bed because uh-huh. he was the one who got drafted if you remember Josh Allen got drafted by Jacksonville yeah, with his little baby sitting on his lap his son watching Monsters Incorporated on his phone <laughs> and right. I asked him about that in the meeting as well it's and real. I said to him I'm like so it was Monsters Inc he goes yeah and it was the Jaguars calling him and wow. and he basically had to take the phone from his son's hand saying, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I got to <laughs> daddy. And, needs this. and it was Dave Caldwell, the general manager at the time saying, hey, you're a Jaguar, you know, and his son's like, give me that back. And he was like, I'm going to tug a war with his son you. while he's being drafted. His dream's coming true. He said he puts the kids to bed. Then he goes into bed, you know, and he and his wife um, are, uh, are, you know, he goes to bed with, with his wife and then he wakes up at one in the morning to go in his hyperbaric chamber and sleep in there the rest of the night. Really? Wow. Every night he does this. That's what he said. All right, new plan. I'm going to start doing that. So he's a dad, a husband, and then a, a and then a football player. Football. Like and and every night, like that's what he, I, we honestly could not have been more impressed. The waking with up him and by him is wild, though. Well, it's, go he's got to, to take care of his body. I mean, and he says that's what he's he wants to be great. That's what he wants. He wants. He thinks of greatness all the time. Love that, dude. The Jaguars. I'm just saying. Chiefs, Niners. Jaguars. Currently, most wins since week 12 last year. We'll talk about the Saints later on. Also, later on in this hour, we will talk about Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines and what they're up to, or what they're accused of being up to, and what they may be up to, and what it means. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo, who helped break this story, will join us in about a half an hour. A little less than that. But uh, there's your phone calls at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. When we come back, let's just get straight to it. The very popular segment that we do every Friday, What's More Likely? Chris Brockman will be on deck. And then there's you, again, on the phone, 844-204-RICH, here on a busy Friday, off and running. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Uh, 844-204-RICH, uh, number to dial. We'll take a phone call. Uh, Mark in New York, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. First in, first up. What's up, Mark? Hey, Rich. How, how you doing? I just want to say I'm a big fan. Thanks, pal. And, where, uh, where in New York are you calling in from? <laughs> where are you in New York? Albany, New York. Baby. Hey. Capital. All right, capital of New York State. Thanks. What's in your mind, yeah. sir? Um, I think I have a good question about Devontae Adams. I think the reason why he keeps uh, saying stuff in the media is to keep the team on their toes, giving him the football. <laughs> yeah, and plus he's just he's he's an honest guy. He always is. Yeah. He's or he's reached a point in his career where you know, short of a championship, um, the only thing left for him is, as he says, greatness. And yeah. uh, and and he he does know that for the Raiders to win games against, say, Kansas City, he needs to be the guy that is not just circled, but busts out of the circle and does Kelsey-type things where it doesn't matter how you're bracketing him or what you're doing. He's going to catch it, and he's going to win it. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah, I would I would agree yeah. with you on that. What else? You got – And I, I got something else about the Cowboys. TJ, Uh-oh. you're on notice. I have, I have also been a Cowboy fan since the 70s. And I remember back in the days when Dallas used to lose to San Francisco and then San Francisco had Dion. We ended up getting Dion and then we ended up beating San Francisco. I think what's going to happen now is if we don't beat them this year, I think Trey Lance is going to be our secret weapon to beat them. Do you really? <laughs> yep. All right, man. Uh, Mark, you take care of yourself. Thanks for the call. Call back again soon. That's uh, Mark in Albany, New York, where they're obviously uh... – Cowboy faithful. Yeah. I, I don't believe we'll put Trey Lance in. It, it's kind of interesting, though. If you remember Charles Haley, Did it, yeah. Ken Norton Jr., yep. yeah. Deion Sanders. Didn't Ken Norton Jr. win three in a row? Well, Norton, he def- he defected. He went to them, so he left us. So what I'm saying, yeah. though, is that he won two with Dallas and then left and went to the Niners. Yeah. He won three in a row. And then Deion and the Charles Haley... Well, Haley, right? He actually win one with no. He was with us. I I know that. I I I, you can't tell when they were with each other. Yeah, I mean, you asked Steve Young. It was so long. We got to ask Steve Young next time he's on. Ken Norton, your thoughts on Charles Haley? Good player. (laughs) And he'd be like, "Why the hell did we let him go?" But Charles, why the hell did he go? Five rings. Like, come on. Him in the Hall of Fame when he came on. He was just like, oh. it's one of those few times. 
it's one of those few times that, great, that we were sitting there yeah. in the interview room in service. the back of my head i'm like we don't have a five second delay no, do we no delay of any kind well, I'm telling you, when they when they cast the Boys Will Be Boys movie, which I, I did the casting on What the Football, yeah. you're going to see Charles Haley come to life. So. Oh, by, and by the way, um, by himself. speaking of What the Football, they have uh, Susie has acquired next Tuesday's guest. Oh, Charles Haley. No, 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 no. Tease no. <laughs> or? Uh, uh, no, I'll just tell you right now. Oh, okay. he, he will not be fishing. Oh, oh. Coach Prime? No. Oh, Sat. Yes. What? <laughs> Warren Sapp on what the football. Next year, Coach Yeah, Sapp. baby. Next year, Coach Sapp. That's yeah, right. That's right. That's baby. All right. It's Friday. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's the ever-popular segment called What's More Likely. Hit it, please. Hit it. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right, Christopher, what do you have over there? Hey, Rich, let's go. Happy Friday, everybody. What up, uh, hey, what's hey. more likely? Let's just get right to it. More likely to be the higher total on Sunday Bills winning margin or Patriots losses this season? Bills winning margin. Patriots losses this season. Patriots losses this season would be what? Six? No, no, no. I mean for the whole season. Oh, for the whole season. Like 12, 13, 14. Oh, I, I, I think the Bills win by a lot. Sorry to tell you. Even though they only scored 12 last I game? understand. I, I just think that, it, it, you know, Bill is like a, a red cape in front of these Buffalo Bills because of the dominance for all those years. And it's kind of funny that it, some of the players like on, on the Bills might, might not have been around for all those dominant years. <laughs> no, I mean, Josh Allen's kind of old. Because 2019 is when Brady left. Right. The Patriots, and they weren't that dominant. And Allen came in in 2017, you know. So yeah, well, that's when McDermott came in, you know. And then Allen came in in 2018. So, yeah, I'll, I'm, fortunately for you, sir, I'll go Bill's uh, winning margin. Okay. But, uh, you, by, by the way, you went, you went long term. We're not going to be able to get the answer on Monday. We'll have to get it, you know, in January. I think we know. Okay. I think we know. All right. So... so <laughs> That's not. <laughs> this segment's not called "What's More We Think We Know." Oh, you sorry, know what I mean. Sorry, so sorry. let's. All right, all right, here we let's go. keep it more in a box here. One in five home team more likely to get a win this week: Giants or Broncos? Giants, Commanders, and the Broncos take on Green Bay. Um, I'll go Giants. How about that? You think? Do we know if Daniel Jones is playing? He's I don't think he's going to, but yeah. I'll just go Giants, man. I mean, where the hell did that one come from last week on the road in Buffalo? And um, and, and Green Bay's coming off a bye. That is just simply not easy to do, even though the Dallas Cowboys just beat an AFC West team at home coming off of a bye. Uh, I will take um, a division game where things can just go totally nuts and the Giants win this one as opposed to the Broncos. I'll go Giants. It's more likely. What else? The more likely uh, struggling quarterback to get benched on Sunday, Mac Jones or Russell Wilson? Oh, I'll go Mac Jones. Hell yeah. <laughs> We've <laughs> already <laughs> seen it. He kept Russ in a game when they were giving up 70. You kidding me? Russ didn't even get sat in m- until the very end of that game. That's like a puppy. You rub, you rub their nose. Well, I mean, again, I know... It's kind of crazy, but hasn't Russ played better 
this year than last year? Ooh, like, um, hasn't he had better games this year than last year? It seems like it. I, I don't know. I'd have to look at the. I don't know, man. We've stats, seen but. Matt get benched. They're already asking Bill, like, is it possible that Malik Cunningham sees more action? Just rip the bandaid off. So, yeah, man. Mac Jones can go up to Buffalo. Dude. Even as we started the show about how good the Jacksonville team is and looks, and Trevor Lawrence still had a, a long day in London um, against a Bills team that lost Daquan Jones and Matt Milano in the middle of the game that they had just lost Trey White four days, you know, six days before, you know? So, yeah, again... I'm I'm not piling on here, Chris. You're the one asking these questions. I'll go Mac Jones. No, I here. came I came up with these. Yeah, What's next? Obviously. How about this one? Uh, more likely to be the lower total. The lower total on. Is this a? Are you sniffing around nah, something uh, that I shouldn't I, be <laughs> sniffing around in a town where no green is no plaque or signpost? Are you honestly? If, don't if, get me in trouble here. If you could, on, if you could bet this job, on this Chris. prop, I'd be shocked. Okay. Uh, more likely to be the lower total. Uh, dumb Charger plays that make no sense. <laughs> Or Taylor Swift cutaways. First of all, is she going? Do we know she's going to be there? I don't know. I just, I mean, she's going to every game now. He, and she didn't show up in Minnesota, pal. Well, she didn't show up in Minnesota. All due respect. He, he just bought a $6 million house for them. Did you see that report? Why not? Talk about new heights. Got to think she's going. Um. Okay. Uh, you know what, man? The dumb charger plays that make no sense are, what, two, three a game? So, come on. You can answer this yourself. You can answer this yourself. Now, like, let's let's just, let's, all right, let's spend some time here. Last week, dumb charger plays that made no sense. Um, there was one of the fourth down plays, right? But there was one where he didn't go for it where they should have. Okay, and so they didn't include that it, one. But they went for it when maybe you should have kicked it. Okay, so then let's count that as two. Okay. Uh, a, a invariably uh, ridiculous Derwin James hit that he doesn't need to do. Yep. Okay, that's three. An egregious Herbert overthrow. Well, that's not a... That makes sense sometimes. I mean, mistakes happen. I mean, that you can't put a, a Herbert overthrow. But he's so into, elite. I mean, okay. I hate to sound like TJ, right, but he's even, so elite. I'll even give you like, that. Make the throw. I will even give you that. Okay. Let's do uh, something totally inexplicable on special teams. Just throw it in there. Yep. Okay, that's five. Okay. Uh, let's just give um, some, you know, uh, pre-snap penalty on offense. That's what I'm talking about. Six. Even now that we've and, and so we're being really like, like lenient. An illegal man downfield takes we're, away a touchdown. Okay, seven. Okay. <laughs> we're being so le- lenient on what a dumb Charger play that makes so sense looks like. Okay, seven. You'll take fewer than seven Taylor Swift cutaways if she shows up. All I right. think we've answered All this right. question yourself. All right, I right. mean, by the way, is that the most detailed scientific <laughs> way of going about answering one of these what's more likelies? I think I've seen. I think that's well done. What's next? What's more likely, uh, the Eagles score more touchdowns on Sunday against the Dolphins, or Phillies hit more home runs tonight? I love that. By the way, that was a fun NLCS oh, game God. three. Fun. Why would it, why would they Although take him out? Although not for Philadelphia fans. Why? No runs, two hits. Huh? Five and two thirds, seventy pitches. You take him out last night. Well, I mean, like, it's just they, it's typical what are these stuff. Managers doing. Yeah, I don't know. What's what's more likely that we'll know the answer to that or or this thing? Ooh, right. yeah. This get, thing. Get roll tonight. 
What is this? I think it's the crab or the spider. What no, that, that's oh, uh, Kimbrel. Uh, I know, but what does he call it? I don't know. The crab or the spider? I hate this. Um, I, will, I will go more touchdowns for the Eagles. The Phillies, I know, are hitting home runs, but they're on the road and... You know, got kind of shut down last they, night. Kind of. Not kind of. How good is Marte? Good God. Yankees good. almost had him, I think. Dude, he's got a hit in uh, 48 trade deadline. Games. I don't know. Long story short, I'll, okay. I'll, take, I'll take the Eagles. I think, uh, I think the Eagles have a good offensive night. I do. What else? The more likely NFC West quarterback. Okay. To throw three hundo and two tutties in a home win, Stafford or Geno? Ha ha. You know what? I'll go Stafford just because the Cardinals always show up. You know? Stafford yeah. didn't have that, you know, against the Cardinals last week when Cooper Cup and and uh Samoan Cup were on fire, you know? Mini Cooper. So, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll take Stafford against the Steelers coming off of a bye where it just is inexplicable. Uh, yeah, Stafford didn't throw um, much last week. He didn't, uh, you know? 226. But it, it just, and plus he's going to be, you know, with, uh, I guess, what, uh, this is a Zach Evans-Royce Freeman rushing game Possibly. for the Rams? Yeah, seems like it. What else? All right, a couple more. Uh, more likely to be the game of the weekend, Penn State-Ohio State or Dolphins-Eagles? Oh, I'll go Dolphins-Eagles, even though Penn State-Ohio State is just going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'll just go Dolphins-Eagles. Just, you know, I mean, Sunday Night Football, Big Noon Fox, uh, those are, yeah, you know. And I, but but you know Penn State Ohio State has the the chance to be one of those classic four and a half hour college football games where you're looking at your watch saying can we please get some resolution here because I got stuff to do seven overtimes or whatever but I'll go Dolphins Eagles just because I'm a you know I'm an, I'm an NFL guy before Big Ten guy there you go but you you're talking my language on both obviously yeah. right there all right last one uh-huh. uh, more likely the team to make their conferences final four Lions or Ravens good one man. I'll go. I'll go Lions. I'll go Lions. Ravens might even win their division because of how tough it is. Lions are going to get a home game, people, in January, in a winner go home contest. Lions are going to get that game. I don't know if the Ravens are yet. So, but I think the Ravens win Sunday. I'm going to oh, choose them on game day you morning. Are. Okay. Yeah, because okay. again, I've got to sit here and think if the Lions do go 13 and four, as we think they will. Where are the other three coming from? Sure. Uh, and I think this might be one of them. I think this might be one of them. But that's uh, good stuff. What's more there likely? Um, and then, obviously, is at Monday night game, San Francisco and Minnesota. We've got Kevin O'Connell joining later on. And you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for that Monday night game and so many other NFL games for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, me all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone AutoZone. Joining us next from Yahoo Sports, Dan Wetzel. I know that for two reasons. One, because I booked him. Two, because I know the place. That's next. This is this edition of The Rich Eisen Show.
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, joining us from Yahoo Sports is our friend Dan Wetzel. Quite, uh, quite the the story yesterday that uh, you and your colleagues popped out there. Where where do things stand right now with uh, the the investigation into my alma mater, Dan Wetzel? Well, yeah, I I'm glad you called. I wanted to do a wellness check on you yesterday. <laughs> how, you, how are we? You know what? I'll, right? I, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll be straight up with you. Obviously concerned um, and and curious to be straight up, you know, as to what, what's happening and what, what is fact, what is fiction, what is gray area, what is what everyone else does, what is exceptional uh, as to what's happening. So I'll give you the floor on that, Dan. Okay. Well, I think the, if, you, if you get rid of all the smoke and the anonymous comments and all the different stuff, right, yeah. um, it boils down to a few questions. So you, you're allowed to steal signs. You're allowed to figure out signs. There is no, there is no expectation of privacy when you're waving a giant billboard, uh, <laughs> a big, a big poster board in front of eighty thousand people, and a bunch of national towns. So yeah. you can steal all the signs you want. The issue here is best we can tell because the NCAA hasn't released any of the actual details. Is was Michigan? Did Michigan acquire information while having somebody? And this is the key part at opponents' games, previous games, off-campus. You are not allowed to scout off-campus in person. But that rule was written in 1994. That rule does not specify who can't scout. The presumption would be assistant coaches. Now we would have analysts. We would have anybody who worked in the athletic department, those types of things. Mm -hmm. But what this appears to be is you could have – just Rich Eisen could go and watch the USC game and then send a report and take some videos or take a picture of the sideline and send it to Michigan and say, hey, this is what I saw. And if they ever play USC, they would be able to decipher that information. Are you, would you be, in that case, a representative of the university? Which would, would the, the NCAA bylaw account to you? Where would this all go? The whole point is the, is the, the bit. Now, if you read Harbaugh's statement very closely, 
says, I had no idea any of this going on. I didn't direct any of my staff or any of these things. The idea that, like, staffers were going or anybody at the athletic department, highly, highly unlikely. It would require, I mean, <laughs> the athletic director being in on it, the book, the, the accounting department that's paying travel reimbursement, all that. So it's this other people are, are, are maybe acquiring this information. That is sort of a theory of the case, and that's what the NCAA is kind of alluding to. Who are these people? Are they Michigan reps or not? That would be a big thing. Are they, how would the NCAA rule on that? Did Harbaugh know that that was going on, or is it just this low-level assistant, Connor Stallion, a, 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 who ESPN has cited as the, the person of interest, who was a, a naval officer, a Marine officer, went to the U.S. Naval Academy, was technically a recruiting analyst, but had developed a reputation around the Big Ten as the guy who could steal the, the, the signs. Almost every team has got someone trying to steal the signs. Now, again, if you steal the signs because you're watching TV and you figure it out, or you're standing on your own sideline during the game and you figure it out, perfectly legal. Was this guy sending his friends to do it, and Harbaugh and above didn't know. And he was just acting on his own because he's getting a lot, he's a young guy, he's getting a ton of recognition and a lot of benefit from it, um, and he wants to be good at his job, and he's not running it up the flagpole. It's not a guy who's going to be like meeting with Jim Harbaugh for days, you know, hours each day or anything like that. And they just thought, hey, this guy's really good at watching the video and ascertaining these signs. So those are the questions. Who was doing this, this scouting off campus? Do they even count? What did Harbaugh know? Was this guy just acting on his own, or was someone else just acting on his own? Did any of the uh, you know higher ups, a coordinator, or somebody else know anything? And that's where this case is going to end up boiling down to. All the other stuff is just a lot of people shouting right now. And then, of course, it is the the last question, Dan is 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 you know what whatever was going on, uh, how did that? affect wins and losses you know uh how did that actually yeah. get put the into NCAA play won't care about that they won't care about why that. not i mean isn't that the ultimate crux of it dan well, like because if you try to cheat and it doesn't work you still tried to cheat okay so like if you went if, if this was the old days of college football and you went and gave a brand new car to a crappy recruit and he turned out not to be good and you lost all the yeah, games i got it oh no i hear you okay you still broke I, the rule. I got so, you. For Harbaugh's reputation, forget it. Just by well, I just mean, by letting this out there, his reputation is is significantly damaged. No one's ever going to believe he didn't know. I mean, it is, that's just the, the way it is. That's the NCA made a very bold move by bringing this up. Now they probably felt we have to alert these teams that there might be a competitive disadvantage and all that. But that would be something that would be weighed. Yeah, but, but whether but, or not but, you can prove he, this, people will always some some segment will always believe. Well, you only beat Ohio State because because you knew their signals, even though the facts may not bear it. That's the problem with this kind of an allegation. Yeah, I mean, a- Aiden Hutchinson uh, stealing signs or souls. You know what I mean? <laughs> like let's let's right. let's be straight up. You know, uh, but that said, you know, if, if you do have an elaborate scheme, as the NCAA is letting people know. Um, and as you point out, you know, breaking the rules, you should be, you know, um, called into account for it. But all that said, I mean, letting teams know this is a possibility 
Every single blog you read, every single story you read is that Michigan was known for being really good at stealing your signs. I mean, Greg Schiano made not one but two highly veiled at the time confusing references to something in a halftime conversation with the Big Ten Network in a game, by the way, that he led 7-0 because of some remarkably uh, successful um, you know, big play to break Michigan's defense in a way that Michigan's defense has not been broken uh, all season long. You know what I mean? Like, so so what's the point of, of letting people know about it if uh, everyone kind of already assumes it? You know, Dan? So and, and then and then and then how how effective can it be? How, right. How, how effective can it be if everyone is knowing about it and, you know, switching up their signals? You know, I would so. I would think any coach that doesn't switch his signals up with great regularity is a bad football coach. Um, it's certainly at that high level. I mean, there were very public stories of like Clemson playing Ohio State a couple of years in the playoff and Ohio State huddling. They, they huddled more, I think, last year in the game against Michigan because they were worried about why wouldn't you be worried about this? You can't trust anybody. This is college football. You can't. It's football, right? They hold up the the the. the Thing in front of their mouth so you can't read their lips like this is what it is so there's no you know you should, i agree with you all on that these are the rules you can't scout off campus were they really scouting though that's the question if if we found out that michigan was sending six of their staff members somewhere analysts or grad assistants or whatever flying them around the country to watch games that would be a significant violation, whether you agree that that should be a violation or not. That would be a significant violation. Sure, right. But if it's just six guys that kind of know this one low-level staffer, and I don't know that's the case at all. No, I understand. I'm, I'm running the gamut, right? So if Harbaugh's like, you go here, you go here, yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. If it's, it, it may not be a vast conspiracy, it's usually conspiracies are pretty small. They're usually very tight because they don't last. So what if it's one guy who no one's paying any attention to and wants to paint himself off as the expert at cracking the code and he's getting a little help to do it, that that would be the kind of the swing. If you're a Michigan fan, maybe you hope that. But the NC rules have the rules. You're not allowed to scout. Are, are these guys scouts? Are they, are they people with the university? Are they boosters? Are they just uh, – like what, what are they? We have so little information on what the allegations are, and that's tough for Harbaugh. I don't think too many people are going to shed a tear for him, but it's hard to fight back when the allegation is so significant. Well, then I guess cheated. Right. So the the way to you're a cheater. Well, in what way? Uh, We're not saying. Well, that's a tough go, but that's where he's at. And that's that's where the NCAA is at. So that that in the two minutes I have left, the way to fight back is to say, okay, now that it's completely out there and everyone has been officially warned by the NCAA that this is potentially happening and maybe to you that they have now been given the heads up to do what you assume they should be doing anyway which is switching up signals before playing any big opponent um that now they can go out there and say uh, here's 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 us beating you uh straight up um if that is the way to go about it or or hold on a minute this thing actually gets put to bed in some way shape or form by the ncaa the big 10 um in short order what what is the what are the next steps uh, in the couple minutes I have left here, Dan. Yeah, it would have to be the I don't know the continued investigation. Do they interview people? These things usually take a long time. Yes. So, like the idea that they're just going to rule on this, and I mean, I've heard people oh they'll get you know banned from the playoff this year. They took six years on the Kansas basketball case. I think we're getting this done in six weeks. 
the, the literal legal argument of who rep counts as a prohibited figure to go scout off campus, that alone would take a long time to hash out. So there are already a ton of lawyers involved in this thing. So nothing's going to happen quickly. Uh, would the NCA come back and exonerate? Like if he's, yeah. you, know, well, you know what, it was just this one guy. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Would they even be able to figure that out? Or would they be able to crack it and be like, look, we've got text messages and videos and all of that right away and release that? I don't know. We don't know where this is heading or going, but it's it's not as cut and dry. And there is a lot of just kind of a, there are some probable arguments that aren't Jim Harbaugh, a guy who I've been told doesn't know how to log into a computer, is running a massive spy operation. <laughs> Okay. Now, he's very smart at football, yeah. and maybe he is, but maybe he isn't. So, you know, the first inclination when you hear this story, when we first, you know, heard about it, it's like, oh, boy, you know, sign stealing and all that. But, again, it's, it's, it's complicated. So you get down to it, there's only going to be a couple questions that have to be answered, and none of those are really clear right now. Dan, thanks for the time, as always. Greatly right, appreciate good luck it. With it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> That's Dan Wetzel, everybody of y'all. Good luck with it. Hey, man. You know, my my first inclination is, boy, if we were cheating, I wish we had Georgia and TCU signs a little bit better. But that that's a little flip for something that if if, if they are having some elaborate scheme across the country doing things that are verboten, that is uh, that is too flippant because this is serious. Clearly, obviously. And, you know, uh, Michigan will have to deal with, and, and as I am as well, hearing it, you know, now I know why C.J. Stroud struggled. Now I know why they haven't lost a Big Ten game since they started doing it. You know, uh, now now I know all that stuff. And so, in the meantime, it'll be a rallying cry until we get concrete evidence for the team to go out and start pounding people saying, now that you know, okay, it's on you. You switch it up. And then we'll beat the crap out of you anyway. Unless they start losing, and then it'll be, well, the reason why is because you got busted. That is exactly what's happening for the University of Michigan football program as they take on Michigan State, whose interim president said she was chagrined with this news. I'm like, let's, let's wonder, like, her own house, where, where, where things in her own house fall on the scale of chagrined. Curious about that. Good Lord. The O'Connells, Jerry and Kevin, hour two, coming up. Chagrin is a great word. It is, because it, it, it means you're embarrassed by it. It's embarrassing. Didn't know that one. Yeah, you're chagrined. You're upset and embarrassed by it, because it's the Big Ten. And so interestingly enough, you know, Paul Feinbaum, who you know has never taken an opportunity to not bash Jim Harbaugh, right. but defended him in the hamburger thing. I guess, you know, he'll, he'll take the, the shot here to, to bash Harbaugh. Hold, I'm waiting. He didn't. Hit it. Surface, it is a bad look for Jim Harbaugh, but but Greeny, in in understanding the NCAA and its enforcement division right now, it's hard for me to imagine that they'll be able to make a solid case. Uh, it does look bad. Uh, there have been allegations out there in the past, but it, it does seem like it, it would be a close call by the NCAA, and, and I, I sense that there's some piling on here to Jim Harbaugh. He, he, he turned his nose to them a couple of months ago, as you, as you remember, during this investigation. And it seems to me like selective prosecution. That doesn't mean that some of this didn't happen. I frankly think this happens almost everywhere, not, not to the degree that the story is laid out here, 
but but it's it's some very gray area and i think if this had been someone else this investigation probably would not have gotten to this point that's paul feinbono and get up greeny being mike greenberg who was doing the uh, interview michigan state michigan this weekend we'll see what happens next but everything that happens will be seen through this prism and it that is a fact 844-204-RICH, the O'Connells. Look who's coming up next, the delightful Jerry O'Connell. 